Hello and welcome to On Board with Cruise Passenger, a podcast series for people who choose to cruise and those considering a cruise holiday. I'm Rose Jacobs from Cruise Passenger Magazine and my dream expedition cruise would be to Africa and around Zanzibar. And I'm Peter Lynch, editor of Cruise Passenger Magazine, and my dream expedition would be to go to the Galapagos Islands, home of the blue-footed booby bird. (laughs) What a Just thought I'd throw that in. (laughs) And I'm Bernadette Chua, Cruise Passenger's content editor, and my dream expedition cruise is to Antarctica. Oh, the ice. Mm. Well, you've guessed it. Today's episode is all about the booby bird. No, I'm (laughs) kidding. It's about expedition cruising. And you'll have heard the hype about expedition cruising recently. It's everywhere, rightly so. There's something just so enticing about the idea of going where few humans have gone before. Yes, boldly going where few (laughs) humans have gone before. Uh, Thanks to the debate about climate change and concerns about what's happening to our planet, the desire to experience places while we still can has never been stronger. Polar bears, whales, seals, it's a cruising safari. And it makes sense that cruising is now going down that path, seeking out the furthest, most remote, wildest destinations and to create experiences for cruise passengers with that sense of adventure. Yes, to do all of that and bring your own hotel. Well, that's handy. With good food, (laughs) experts and a warm bed, that's really handy, (laughs) makes it all very inviting. I love the idea of the safari, painted that so well. (laughs) So first up, my question, what is the definition of expedition cruising? I mean, how is it different from adventure cruising or is it the same thing? You and your definition. I I need to know. (laughs) Really good question. My own opinion is that adventure is a little softer than expedition. So many would find a visit to Alaska, one of Australia's top destinations, by the way, where you can glide through glaciers, ride with huskies and see amazing wildlife. That would be a true adventure. But a visit to the Arctic, along with Bernadette, of course, (laughs) the front line of nature, that's very different. The ships that have reinforced hulls, the crews are specially trained, and the number of visits are really limited. Mm. These places are special. And each visit is an expedition in itself, especially for the passengers. Mm, True, true. So some expedition ships even carry labs and scientists Mm. who are researching wildlife and the effects of climate change. I remember being told by the boss of Lindblad Expeditions, which actually carries Nat Geo scientists, how all the way to the ice his American passengers would be complaining about the price and complaining about the, the roughness of the seas. Then they would catch their first glimpse of a polar bear, And the whole atmosphere changed. Suddenly, all the talk was about what can be done? How can we help them? They were even writing checks there and then. Well, they could send me a check as well. (laughs) (laughs) I'll dress up as a polar bear if you want. You are not a polar bear. It was a profound, life-changing experience. It sounds very profound. Yes, profound. Uh, But, okay, I thought expedition was about being covered in ice, you know, eating raw salmon (laughs) with your beard frozen to your face. Maybe more. That's what you had for lunch. More than you than me. (laughs) You know, like a sled strapped to your back (laughs) and a pack of huskies by your side. I thought that was expedition. Well, that does sound terribly rugged, Rose. (laughs) Well, I think I'd be enjoying an expedition cruise in a slightly less rugged way myself. Perhaps more of a soft expedition style. So, I, okay, I've never heard of soft expedition. Can you explain that? <laughs> I Bern? promise I didn't make it up. So it could still involve plenty of exploration, but in a more guided way. And perhaps from the comfort of a Zodiac, 
So some fluffy jackets, some gloves, <laughs> hot chocolate, and maybe mm. eating teppanyaki with chopsticks rather than raw salmon with my bare hands from my beard. Teppanyaki with chopsticks. <laughs> Well, Bern, I actually, I can picture that, you and your fur jacket. I really like where you're going with soft expedition. I'm, I'm going to take that up a notch. I'm going to say, for me, I'd rather a luxury expedition experience. So mm. keep that fluffy jacket and instead of a Zodiac, I might have my own kayak. Of course, I could have a helicopter or a submarine no, if I wanted to. There. But no, personally, I'm more of a fan of, um, of the quiet style of luxury without disturbing the wild. Life. So I, I might have my own private scientist guide who also happens to have a Michelin starred picnic <laughs> lunch tucked into his backpack and maybe a bottle of French champagne. Uh, he's going to carry you up the mountain as well, Rosie. Yes, <laughs> if required. But that does sound pretty darn lush. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I'm still technically on an expedition, but I, I'm on a holiday, so I want to relax at the same mm. time and, and have a bit of luxury. So Definitely. that's possible. Yeah. Definitely yeah. soft expedition. <laughs> I was once told the difference was like this. It's lunchtime and the passengers are chowing down on the best the kitchen can offer. The cruise director announces whales have been spotted off the starboard bow. On a luxury adventure ship, the announcement goes like this. We've spotted a pot of whales <laughs> off the starboard bow. After dessert and cheese, we'll check again. And if the whales are still there, we might launch a Zodiac. On an expedition ship, it would be more like, there are whales off the starboard bow. Lunch is cancelled. Put down your champagne. We're launching the Zodiacs. <laughs> uh, okay, so that makes sense. So it's um, actually, you know what, Peter? I think I've decided to rename you. From now on, I'm only going to refer to you as Bear Lynch. Bear Lynch. <laughs> Polar Bear Lynch. We'll start eating that salmon from your beard now. <laughs> I think we've decided that there are just so many amazing places that can be explored by cruise. So true, especially when you consider both the ocean and river cruise lines Ooh. are now offering expedition cruises. Yeah, when you put it that way, maybe the best way to say it is, is there anywhere left where <laughs> we can't explore by cruise ship? The Gobi Desert. <laughs> Sahara Desert. <laughs> Northwest Passage, that's pretty rare. It's the sea route to the Pacific Ocean through the Arctic Ocean along the northern coast of North America via waterways through the Canadian Arctic Archipelago. Ooh. You need an ice-rated ship, and I mean ice-rated, and often an icebreaker to go in front of you in case you get stuck in the ice. We're talking stuck for months. Mm, I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the ice, and maybe not such a hectic expedition kind of way, we, um, we also have noticed that Alaska and the Arctic are very popular destinations. Mm, yep. I mean, everyone's flocking to these cold places. I've noticed but I'm personally a bit more of a warm weather person and the Pacific the Med and the Caribbean they're the ones that really speak to me mm. oh you guys are soft expedition people mm -hmm. nothing wrong with any of that by the way I did an expedition cruise up the Brahmaputra River a couple of years ago in search of the single horned rhino <laughs> did you find any <laughs> we found lots no tigers sadly but mm. lots of rhino sounds, sounds northern more India like is a unicorn north <laughs> North India is a really great place to do an expedition cruise. Sounds good. Mm. Okay, so with that in mind, we really should turn our attention to the sustainability of expedition cruising. Mm. With everyone rushing to explore the places where no man has gone before, to stand alone at the top of the mountain, it's now going to be virtually impossible to stand alone. <laughs> You'll be standing amongst the crowds of other expeditionists. And, and I, I said expeditionists, not exhibitionists, <laughs> on top of that mountain. Well, if you're on top of that mountain, 
mountain. I guess you guys can huddle for warmth. Could be cold. Could be cold. <laughs> so when you especially think of these ships now in Antarctica with their submarines and helicopters, mm-hmm. is this really the voyage with purpose and that we are wanting for the long term? Well, to be quite frank, no. The thought of looking at the beautiful <laughs> Arctic through a Bell Ranger helicopter is really just not really what I would desire. That's not and Alaska you. is seeing increases of 50% growth in cruising It's such an oxymoron in my book, an overcrowded expedition destination. Mm. Actually, I've heard that there are currently more than 40 new expedition ships Mm. on order to be built. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, well, we've got to think about it. What's the solution to this mass saturation of the expedition cruise market? For me, I think it comes down to choosing the cruise lines that openly promote sustainable cruising. They make every effort to leave the destination exactly as they found it when they arrived. They also make sure that they don't disturb the ecological balance of the location and they also make sure that you'll be a unique visitor. But some of these fantastic expedition ships are really all about the planet. In fact, I love that Penant partners with National Geographic for some of their cruises. Yeah, and before they do some of their onshore expeditions, they ask permission of the local people. They even invite some of them back on the ship. In fact, we were told a marvellous story about an Inuit girl who had never touched hot water. When she got on the ship, she actually touched the water in the bath and all the passengers burst into tears. (laughs) Oh, it's a friendship. Cry, didn't you know. she cry as well? No, she. Yeah, she. Who cried? She cried. She cried. <laughs> she was, we all cried. Yeah, we all. Everyone cried. cried. Everyone Hot cried. Water. <laughs> so speaking of sustainability, there's the Norwegian line Hurtigruten, which started life as a postal ship, and they have science labs on board. And they really emphasize the importance of understanding the destinations and not just taking a selfie in front of it and then leaving. It does still worry me though that when the ships are in the majority doing their best. We don't always have environmental bodies watching the whole space to make sure the industry is doing what's right. That is so true, Bear. Yeah, I mean, for some reason, I assumed that there would be some kind of body or agreement in place like UNESCO as a governing body for places like the Antarctic. Well, sadly, UNESCO can only make suggestions, but they can't really enforce the laws. Some areas have it right, though, like the Galapagos. They've got a points and coupons system. Uh, And that makes sure that if you're going there, you actually bring the right number of passengers and stay for the right length of time. Funnily enough, it has caught out a few ships like Celebrity, for instance, which recently found that it was carrying too many passengers and had to cut back. So did they throw some passengers (laughs) off? They threw a ship off. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. In hot water. Now, in terms of the cruise lines that are doing expedition cruising the right way, we mentioned the Norwegian cruise line Herta Gruten. I'm pleased to say that we have Damien Perry on the line, the Managing Director of the Australia Pacific Region for Herta Gruten. He's on the line with us now. Damien, good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Well, now, Herta Gruten, what a brilliant history for a cruise ship. Tell us about how you guys have really embraced cruising and where you are today. Well, yes, we, we grew from the Norwegian services all the way through to travellers coming from all over the world to experience the Hurtigruten experience, which is, is a, a bit of a soft adventure experience in many ways. And now we go well beyond the coast of Norway. We go up into the Arctic. Uh, we've, we've got a big base out in Svalbard, up in Spitsbergen Archipelago. Yep. Um, we cross the Greenland, Iceland, the circumnavigations. We do Northwest Passage. We go to Antarctica, the poles. I mean, 
we've expanded over the last 20, 30 years to a, to a worldwide expedition company. Very exciting. Mm. So, I mean, you've always taken expedition teams on board your expedition cruises. So what do they actually do with the passengers? Well, it, it, there's many things, actually. So our ships have actually got a very good expedition team. That is the core, to be honest. You know, you can, you, can, you can do wonderful things, you go wonderful places, but the expedition team are absolute experts. Apparently, you've also got um, science labs on board. Well, that's their hub. That's their, that's their hub. That's where they base themselves on every single uh, journey. So if you're looking for an expedition team member, you head down to the science centre. Simple as that. Because in the science centre, you've got uh, our expedition team members. Many of them are scientists, to be honest. Many mm. historians or geologists. Um, there's a whole background of really, really well-educated explorers here. So what are they working on real projects, Damien? Absolutely. So so what their, their number one project while on the ship is actually looking after our guests. That, okay. that is the priority. Um, however, we do a lot of work with some universities in Norway, um, a lot of work with conservation um, groups. Uh, we do exciting things like we actually do um, water samples and have been doing mm. water samples for years and years as we traverse the world. And we measure microplastics and send the data back to oh. the university. Oh, you mean microplastics in water? That's right, in the mm. oceans, which oh. is obviously a, it's a big issue. So, um, But our team are working with many, many scientists. Some are doing research on krill down in um, Antarctica. Uh, some other, yeah, which is, that's an exciting one too. Just in, And that research, we actually became the uh, supply partner for oh. that team. So they would be out in um, Antarctica. They stayed for three months. And every other week, they saw a herdy rooting ship come in with some supplies for them to make sure they were fed and kept warm and comfortable. And so can the passengers um, take part in some of these experiments? They can indeed. So really, actually, it was really quite funny. Um, on one of the trips recently, we announced, you know, we're doing a we're doing krill sample. Who would like to join <laughs> us for a krill sample? Oh and they all thought they were getting food, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, not, they're not. They're not blue whales, though, Damien. That's right. I think to myself, okay, this is this is interesting, but I wonder who will go down to the uh, the science centre to see if they want to do a krill sample. Sure enough, I would say there would have been fifty people who went down to the science centre and said, "Can we come out?" So they took out extra tender boats to wow. accommodate all the guests, and we did krill samples, taking water samples, measuring krill. You, you so scientists, you really do have such a warped <laughs> sense of humour, don't you? <laughs> but that's really wonderful. So you actually find your guests really want to take part in, in the work that's being done. Oh, they're, they're very engaged. There's no doubt about it. Look, the, the exciting thing about what we do is we believe expedition cruising is about um, exploring but also about learning. So a lot of our guests are really, really infatuated with some of the activities we do, some of the projects we do some of our expedition team's history and where they've been, they're overwintering. And so it's really engaging. But if you're not, it doesn't matter because those guests spend their time in the spa mm. or the sauna <laughs> or the health club. <laughs> That's where you would find us. So speaking of sustainable and accountable expedition crews, where do you see the industry going towards sustainability in the next couple of years, Damien? I actually think there's going to be a big change, to be honest. Um, there, right now, we're driving a lot of change when it comes to innovation in sustainability. So we're very proud that Herdy Gruden has put their hand up and said, these are the things that we're going to change today to invest in uh, innovation, invest in solutions that will be things that focus on fuel and power sources and lowering emissions and being more sustainable. But um, mm. what, I, what I see right now is actually there's more and more engagement 
often driven by the, the customer, which is mm. which is very exciting because mm. they're very engaged. But it means that actually other companies are do, starting to do more. Um, there's, there's some really simple things that people can do. There's really basic sustainability progress you can make by removing single-use plastics mm. and doing small projects like that. But I actually see now that more and more expedition ships, one, are actually looking at more science-based activities. Yeah. Um, but that even the larger ships, the, the, the sort of more leisure ships, they're actually now addressing their fuel consumption and their fuel source. So I actually think we're about to go into a massive change through that, cruise, which is very, very good. That's absolutely true. But of course, Damien, you do have the rock star of sustainability in your new ship, which is uh, a true hybrid and actually can travel through the Arctic on batteries. Yes, it's, it's, it is a, it's a game changer for sure. This yep. ship is, not only is it a beautiful ship and is it actually a premium experience all the way through from top to bottom. But what it's what this ship's all about is actually having sustainability at its core. So we're we're dramatically lowering emissions on this ship by actually using battery power. Um, so we're actually um, driving along on our engines as normal. We're charging our um, batteries. Our batteries are actually driving our engines again. And by doing this, we're dramatically lowering emissions. And that is. It is actually I love the, I love that term rock star of the uh, <laughs> because, because well, it really is it's, it's nothing yeah. nothing has ever come like this before this is actually just the the greatest game changer in uh, expedition cruise and you must be very proud because obviously it must be creating quite a stir in the cruising community you've got out there the ship's built it's absolutely running because I've you hear lots and lots of people talking about this kind of thing what's actually happened tell us about Australia how interested are Australians in this kind of ecological cruising? Well, they are actually. I was, um, it's, it's, we often look at this, and I'll tell you what, it's, it's a very confusing space because we're driving change when it comes to sustainability and being, being sort of uh, focusing uh, on lowering emissions, going further afield. And actually, many, many travellers in Australia are actually putting their hand up and saying, I want to be part of that. I actually want to travel on this ship, which is very, very exciting. But I think it's actually a change in their behaviour too because they, these travellers, they're going further afield than they've ever been before. Mm, they're going absolutely. to Antarctica. They're going mm. to the remote east um, Greenland, largest national park in the world. Speaking of going further, hey, I've got a bucket list destination and I hear that you guys are doing something pretty special. Apparently you offer 100% guarantee mm. with the Northern Lights. How do you, how do you offer that? <laughs> Do you well, use we a light switch? We've got this very special button. <laughs> like a Batman torch, yeah. Yeah, exactly. How do you offer so, look, 100% guarantee at Northern Lights? Well, what we do is we actually have a, a system on our ship that we're basically our, we've always got crew awake, obviously, and we're always moving along. So our captains, our crew, as soon as they spot the Northern Lights, they alert you so even when you're oh. asleep in your cabin you can turn your you can turn your alert button on oh, and a or little off. sound will go yeah. off yeah, and it'll wake you up in the middle of the night and the northern lights now the northern lights are a huge phenomenon so people don't want to miss it yeah, yeah. so they're happy to be woken up at 2 a.m 3 a.m 4 a.m I was going However, to say, you'd be a really sad guy who turned off the alarm. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Or just don't go to sleep. I mean, really, you, yeah, don't, want, you right. don't want to even potentially miss that. 
How amazing. Hey, while we've got you, apparently you've got a fantastic deal at the moment, uh, particularly for 2021, anyone thinking of cruising to Norway. Am I right? Yes, we do. We've actually got a couple at the moment. Norway, at the moment, we've got a new expedition, Norway program. So that is actually a 12-day journey on the Norwegian coast, and it goes to lots of little remote villages, into mm. deep into some fjords. It's a beautiful journey, and we've got some savings on that at the moment. And additionally, we've got some, some if you wish to travel further afield, we've got some savings on expedition. Mm. And in fact, if you're, if you're really keen and you want to save hugely on um, a suite, you can save up to $9,000. $9,000. Oh. We're, we're really Matt keen. Is. We're really keen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so to check any of that out, you just go to the website, hurtigruten.com.au, which is spelled H-U-R-T-I-G-R-U-T-E-N. Well done, Hurtigruten. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you, Damien. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks okay. a lot, Damien. Great to talk to you. Okay, bye for now. I just love the name Hurty Gruten, personally. <laughs> now, guys, uh, I'm sure we've got some tips for our listeners on how to get the most out of expedition cruising. Oh, pick me. Yes, me. Bernadette. Um, so I think leave your phone at home. Um, I like it. Yeah, because it really adds to the remoteness, the wilderness and the expedition of your cruise. Wow, yeah. leave your phone at home. That's a big wrench. <laughs> we hard for you, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> but don't forget to take your camera if you left your phone at home, your real camera, I mean. Mm. And But don't miss those marvellous face-to-face moments. I mean, don't keep looking down your camera lens when you could be seeing the real thing and remembering. Mm. That's right. Mm, that's exactly. right. Yeah. The other thing is, well, use the expedition teams to your full advantage. Yes, they might be working and they might be helping you up, but they're a wealth of knowledge. And I would say make sure you choose the sure excursions that have the softest footprint. Sustainability, people. Hey, now Bear, (laughs) also known as Peter, it really wouldn't be a cruise passenger podcast without your weekly joke. Oh, I love it when people actually ask for my joke. (laughs) So here it is. Which sailors blow their noses? Most often. Uh, Which? Anchor chiefs. (laughs) (laughs) Foghorn. I quit, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for On Board with Cruise Passenger this week. Check out our website, cruisepassenger.com.au. Buy our magazine. And sign up to our digital newsletter. Absolutely. And from all of us exhibitionists, I mean, I mean, expeditionists <laughs> here at Cruise Passenger, thank you so much for listening. See you next week, guys. Take care.